great. Hello, John. How are you doing today? Hello, Aiden, my lovely co-host on the Homestuck Podcast. I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm certainly existing right now. I, I, I <laughs> positively vibing. Yes, I have so many conflicting emotions going on right now that I'm not too sure how to feel. And let me tell you, I've just had a weekend. Oh. Um. <laughs> uh. Listeners, when you're hearing this, you're, you're going to hear this exactly a week after we record it. But if if any of you have been seeing my 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 tweets for the past like few days, they've been all over the place. Um, I would say it started Friday night when when I had maybe a little bit too much to drink. And <laughs> this guy. And <laughs> and I was up at like like 4 a.m. and you know, sometimes you're in a mindset and you like listen to a song and it just completely <laughs> ruins your mood. Absolutely. Um, I barely remember it, but I changed my display name on Twitter to John Gone Joker mode, and I changed my profile picture to the fucking Joker from Suicide Squad. The fucking the screaming. Video, yes, video Joker scream. Yes, and <laughs> and uh, I I made a tweet. Where I said I can't hide behind this mask anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> and and uh, my my friend Grace, uh, they responded to me and said, "What happened to you?" And then I said, "Listen to Oh No by Marina and the Diamonds at the wrong time of night." <laughs> <laughs> and th- they screenshotted that and they made a post and that post blew up. And wait, did it? Yeah, it it it, it has like. 1.3k i'd say that counts as blowing up that counts as blowing up yeah it's got 4k likes plenty of people saw me acting a fool um <laughs> but I, I i was like completely fine with that until i went into like the quote retweets and and the replies and it feels so weird to for someone to like can assign a post that like you're involved in <laughs> Cause, cause you you just scroll through the quote retweets and it's stu- it, it's just people saying Lalouche, Dirk Strider, Kin, um, uh, what what Fire person? Emblem character? Fire Emblem character. It, it, someone just flat out said Kinning this. I it, it it brought such anger out of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah yeah it's. It's one of those things for me where I'm like, you know what, you have your fun, but, like, why? Stop. I'm a... Stop. You can't do this to my post. <laughs> but but on the other spectrum of things, the other side of the spectrum, I mean, with emotions, um, I... I this is, like, great news for me, uh, and I'm pretty hyped about it. Uh, recently, oh, yeah. I, I applied to be a programmer for a fan visual novel a Homestuck fan visual novel, and I got accepted. I, no! I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to be able to legally classify myself as a game developer. That's going to be crazy. That's uh, yeah. That's actually really good. Um, uh, listeners, uh, if if you're if you're someone who has finished Homestuck, uh, I, I I suggest you you go follow the account at HS New Game Plus. All all no no like underscores or anything. Just all one thing. Uh. It's it's gonna be like an alternate follow up 
to like after the events of the main comic and uh especially if you're a leftist it's going to be a very leftist thing i don't want to delve into like what it's going to be entirely about because like that would involve bringing up the ending of homestuck but mm-hmm. communism's involved and it's go- it's going to be wacky it's going to be great it's going to be interesting and i'm going to be part of it had that resume yes <laughs> also just that's really cool in general yeah, uh, um, I'm I'm really excited because like as a, some of the people on the writing team, like I know the core writing team is uh a lot of people who worked on Act Eight, which was one of the projects that like cropped up after Act Seven that that is like an alternate ending to Homestuck proper, and also Act Omega. I know the main writer from that is also on the project. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's I'm sure all these things mean something to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but we can we can talk about Act Eight and Act Omega when when we get to the end of of Homestuck. I could just bring them up in twenty twenty two. Yeah, in twenty twenty two. But yeah, th- that's, yeah, are... that's really awesome. Uh, with, congratulations, Nene's. Thanks. <laughs> I had a very normal weekend with really nothing much to bring up. Cool, cool. That's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I played I played some more Kingdom Hearts, uh, but I and, and it and, and it's good. It's pretty cool. Um, I saw yeah, that I, I saw that you you changed your your display name on Twitter to Kingdom Hearts Two Speedrun World Record Holder, and I wanted you to explain that because that doesn't sound true. <laughs> uh, no, it is true. I actually did. Uh, I, I I beat Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix in in the World Record time actually just by accident the other day. It was crazy. That. Uh, that's scary. Are, are, are you being like for real? Like, is this not a bit? No, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm a very uh, gullible person because if you just tell me that and be like, no, no, it's true, and just give no evidence, I'll be like, okay. No, if I had found some, if, if I had beaten the world record for Kingdom Hearts two, then I would have absolutely uh, posted sincerely about it, and no. also uploaded a vod and linked to it. I think I think the idea of like breaking a world record. And, like, actually doing it and then just providing no proof that you did it is, like, one of the most Chad things you could ever do. <laughs> yeah, um... No, I, unfortunately, I, I have not, I have not... I do not have any world records in anything at this point. Um, except possibly, uh, most continuous, uh... Most contin... Like, lo- Fuck. I was gonna say... I was gonna, like go into um we probably the world record for the most contiguous uh pages of homestuck covered on a reread podcast without giving up uh but i completely dropped it um because my brain's not working and i was gonna make transition into the reading today i like i like to imagine that i hold the world record for most longest string of bad tweets because i just i keep posting Man, th- there are guys who, like, will post about, like, video game censorship for years on end. You cannot hope to to, de- to dethrone any any generic, like, slash V guy who's mad about Titty Festival 8 bikini babe swimsuit party. Come on, uh, come on. Did you not see my Darkiplier tweets? I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> They're bad, but at least they're entertaining. Check out my character in hashtag booty farm. That 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 shit's funny. The 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 new Taka jokes are funny. <laughs> I think it's our best uh, running bit, honestly. But uh, let's uh, 
how, how about we um how about we get into Homestuck for today? Sure, we let's actually, get into Homestuck. We, we have a bunch today. I think this is a this is a pretty interesting and diverse reading we got here, and I want to get into it. Yeah, there there's so much, and I I meant it last week when when I when I said that this reading is the holy shit it's happening reading. Yeah, uh, a bit. Um, I feel like we like we always say that, or we've had a lot of that recently. Uh, but there are a couple of things that I was very much looking forward to happening, and they actually happen in this one instead of just being hinted at. Yes. Uh, one notably. Um, but yeah, we have a we have a couple of things in here, uh, like major things that I want to get into. So let's. Uh, I'm gonna get started. Um. So the first chunk of this reading uh, is the section with the exiles. Um. So after uh, tuning out of the the scene that apparently transpires between Jade and Jade's at the end of the last reading. Uh, we zoom out, um, and we come back to WV, who in his in the in the lab, uh, out of power, um, that he's locked inside of, has elected to build a fort out of wall paneling, um, and just uh, wait it out instead of uh, instead of wasting any more energy trying to find a way to escape, um. Serenity the Firefly uh, sees no point in this fruitless endeavor and elects to escape and seek help. Um, outside, uh, the former White Queen uh, advises PM, uh, the newly appointed Prospician Monarch, uh, in her role. Um, she instructs that we are there to uh, wait for the final exile, uh, who evidently is the White King, um, who uh, dedicate who is. Uh, going to emerge from the time capsule, potentially, at some point, soon. Um, we see the White King uh, year, uh, previously uh, finding complacency of the learned, Rose's horrible wizard fiction uh, in the time capsule when, uh, as he opens it, at some indeterminate point in the past. Um, and after that happens, uh, PM's goal is simple. Uh, rebuild their kingdom, and bring Jack to justice. Easy. Easy. <laughs> simple. Very yes, I would simp I would simply defeat Jack Noir. Uh <laughs> The White Queen advises I I keep wanting to say like I'm using everybody else's abbreviations, but WQ is just a very uh clunky abbreviation, I gotta say. It's easier just to say White Queen, but she's no longer the White Queen. Yeah. Um the question suggests uh, WV as the as the kingdom's warrior to face Jack, which is just a I I don't know where she got that from. Um, besides that, WV is the one who currently holds the ring. Uh, but before any of that can happen, they have to destroy all the labs, especially the one that bears the vis the visage of uh, Beck. And in in for this, they will have AR's assistance as a detonations expert. So they rig up all of the labs with uh, with explosives. Um, Serenity comes flying out uh, to the to the girls and starts blinking ferociously at them. Um, this page, there's a bunch of Morse code pages coming up, but this one, thirty two sixty nine. Uh, this one is, I don't have the whole thing written down, but she's basically saying, "Hey, you have to stop. My my friend is trapped in the can shaped one, and he is not very bright. He needs help, please." Um, she calls him stupid. <laughs> uh, but 
no one no one they don't they don't understand her so there's some rising tension here uh as ar continues to rig up the explosives um as all this is going on outside wv uh dreams inside his little hut and this is probably the most like the weirdest and most experiment i don't want to like yeah experimental part of the comic we've seen so far because this is a straight up dream sequence yeah we don't have dream sequences in this comic by default because things happen when people dream, but this appears to just be like a a dream sequence, uh, largely devoid of mechanics. Um, so here, uh, we see in his dream, WV, he's sleeping in in the mayor's house in, on a scene not unlike uh, Jade's house shortly before she entered the game, uh, where. The moon of Prospit is uh, descending towards the battlefield behind in the sky behind, um, and uh, WV sleeps in a tower not unlike Jade's home. Uh, as uh, during the sequence, there there's Morse code in the as the page captures the whole way through. Um, what the Morse code actually is is a callback to way, way, way back at the start of Act 3, when Jade is introduced, uh, it's an adaptation of part of her little furry monologue. And it, it ties in with this, because as we see WV sleep in his dream, we see uh, a, a jack-shaped figure uh, fly through the sky, and and his pop has... Uh, what, is it, what does it say? Um... Da -da -da. Those muted paw pads trapes up his stairs uh, as as Jack enters WV's bedroom. Um, and as WV wakes to see the, the silhouette of, of Beck's head, um, as it, uh, it appears that the ring calls to him, uh, and he has a vision of himself mutating into the one-armed, scarred, dog-like form. Um, at the end of this, uh, he, he starts, yeah, he, he, he sees, he's surrounded by flint, by green fire, he sees his arm, uh, coated in blood, and he, wa and he watches himself unleash the Red Miles attack and slaughter his compatriots, uh, from way, way back in WV Rise Up. It's yeah. just, <laughs> yeesh. Um, but in the midst of this, as, to interrupt him... Uh, a weird bug approaches, and it's it's Riska, um, who is here somehow. And she basically said, let me see, I haven't, I haven't written down here. Uh, hey, what do you think you're doing, we're planning on doing with that ring? Whatever it is, forget it, the Slayer is mine. Uh, now wake up. So Riska comes out of nowhere in WV's dream to tell him, like, hey, not your job. Yeah, which is... Which I think it's really interesting, because... Uh, I don't see many people talk about this this little dream sequence. I had forgotten like, about it. Yeah. Um. Uh, the White Queen. Uh. She, she like heavily implies that WV is is meant to be the one to kill Jack, and. Uh, I feel like that is like game construct stuff going on. Like yeah, what we're seeing right now, uh, his his dream is supposed to like motivate him to kill Jack in some way, and 
in the end, it, it just kind of becomes Vriska showing up and meddling again. As and, she is wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it definitely is weird, this this whole sequence, because if it is supposed to be motivation for, for WV to go after Jack, I don't see how it is, because it's a pretty fucked up and frightening dream. <laughs> yeah, WV is a... Kind of a simple-minded little guy, and it's it's a scary dream. Like the it, it's it's fucked up that part of it is him kill like being the instigator of probably the most traumatic event of his life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess it's a game mechanics thing. It, it but uh, also the transition out of it shows that Briska has shared this dream, which is just very bizarre. Yeah. Um, I, as strange as, I think I am willing to let it sit as, like, just being a dream sequence, uh, because, one, I think that the way that you could read this would be kind of, like, like, uh, cool is, like, the, the rings, in the, the ring that WB holds is influencing him to, uh, utilize it, and there's something about it that's, like, it's it's Lord of the Rings ish, yeah. uh, where it's it's calling to him and it's giving him this fucked up dream, which I I like that idea. Um, I think it's I think it's really funny that you said it's Lord of the Rings ish. Put a pin in that comment. Little little bit, little bit. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that uh, things just having mysticism to them are very. It, there's all like. I've de- we described that there's like a wonderment to reading this comic, um, and waiting the explanation for things. And I think the double-edged sword part of that is that there's not many things that aren't explained in some way. Yeah. And I am a person who likes in stories when there are things that are just not explained. And I think that it's cool that we get a very like a just a dream sequence that's weird and out of place. Yeah. And seemingly has no explanation. And it's especially later on in the comic uh we're gonna get more dream stuff and this sequence like heavily conflicts with the dream stuff that we get later and it just just right now like it's really standing out as like out of place Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the 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 thing that makes it the weirdest is that Vriska shares the dream which is yeah i don't know like is it a dream bubbles thing but no, like, and I, th- and I yeah, uh, the god tier trolls having like, or at least uh, risk in this instance, like having just also like, just a dream, is also neat. That it doesn't involve the horror tears. Uh, it doesn't involve Prospit because it's destroyed. It's it's just interesting, yeah, and comes out of seemingly nowhere. And I appreciate the curveball. Um. Anyway, uh, the this transition to Vriska uh, precedes one of the most uh, a big fan favorite flash. We got S Wake here, man, and now we get to talk about S Wake, man. Um, it's here. This flash fucking rules. This is the Megalovania flash. Um, so because we, I, I want to talk about the most superficial part of it before. Um. 
I, know, I think it's pretty common knowledge at this point uh, that Megalovania, despite getting most of its fame from Undertale, originated decades before, or a decade before Undertale ever came out. Well, wait. I don't know. A long time. I forgot that Undertale came out in, like, 2014, and I, I, I had a crisis for a second there. Um, but a lot of people don't know uh, that Undertale did not originate in uh, Megalovania did not originate in Undertale. Um... The the Homestuck fans, such as you and I, know that it has its roots elsewhere. And the original root of the song is actually in the an edgy earthbound hack that uh, Toby Fox made when he was a teenager, where the main character is not Ness, but instead like an edgy anime OC. And during the last boss fight, um the original rendition of Megalovania plays and Dr. Andonuts calls you the F slur. Man. Classics of game. Um, but the, the second point at which the, the, the song popped up was here. Uh, Toby Fox, obviously we talk about him working on the comic a lot, but yeah, this is even before Undertale, this was one of the most iconic songs I think in the comic and like in Toby Fox's oeuvre. Yeah. But yeah, this is the Megalovania Flash. It's here. It's so it's still mind blowing to me, like how much, how much this song has gone through. Yeah, because <laughs> like even beyond Undertale, like it's in Smash now. This song is in Smash now. <laughs> it's it's, cr- it's, it's, it's so crazy. People don't know that technically a Homestuck song is in Smash, and it rules. It, it rules so much, and God bless Toby. First, he put Baby Is You in Pokemon, <laughs> and then he put... They got Megalovania in Smash. Awesome. The the Baby Is You shit in, in Pokemon is so fucking funny. It it rocks. And I've I, seen people I, get mad about it, Um, I, and it's I, like, no, it's funny. I've seen so many people try to, like, be like, no, that's not that's not the same. It's not the same. It, it's... It's so. It's the same. It's the same. Like knowing Toby and like knowing his work for like om- like almost a decade now. It's 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 intentional. He put the baby <laughs> as you in Pokemon. He did it on purpose. This fucking guy. But okay, okay. Anyway, S Wake. I'm putting it off because I I'm, I'm like teasing myself for this. But all right, my one of my favorite flashes. Um, pretty short one. Not a lot happens in it, but it's cool. So. It starts out the 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 countdown that we saw earlier is running, and at four hour four thirteen, because one else we see Jack arrives and destroys Durst. Um, he he murders Dream Fairy, stabs the shit out of poor Depeta. Um, <laughs> it's so violent. I feel it, so bad for her. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Like Nepeta did not deserve that, like at all. <laughs> Absolutely did not deserve this. Um. But he he sets his uh, first guardianly wrath on Durs, and as the 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 planet burns in green fire, we see the fire encroach deeper and deeper into the planet's core. Where as we zoom in, surprise, we see Aradia's sleeping dream self on her quest bed. Oh shit! Bet you didn't see that one coming. Um, and as the fire engulfs her, uh, it triggers the process of her ascension. And we see, we see uh, at this point uh, on the meteor, the the robot explodes. Um, 
And as she rises up in her new form, uh, and Jack starts flying towards her, you see this grin start to widen on her face, and she freezes Jack in place, uh, with her new powers. Um, uh, we cut away, uh, as the timer, uh, the countdown continues to tick down to 3.14, um, at which point we cut to Vriska, uh, Vriska alights to confront Tavros, and on his way to, conf- uh, on his way to fight her, um, effortlessly murders him and throws his body into an abyss. Uh, and uh, this is the point in my notes where I just write, the bloodbath begins. Yeah, this, man, what a turning point. This is- This flash is so awesome. I love Aradia so much. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> okay, we know I'm the Aradia liker. Um, but- I'm a little bit sad that we don't get any of her actual dialogue here, but it's 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 good to see her alive and well. Um, yeah. I want to call attention to one of the kind of um, I don't like more uh, memeified traits, I guess, which is the 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 post resurrection Aradia crazy face. Um, there have been there's another notable there's like a notable panel. Where she has these really wide eyes and grin that we'll call out when we get there. But besides that, it's it's kind of like a, or at least was kind of a common thing to point out, like how insane she looks a lot of time. I yeah, love it, it's and it's very noticeable here. Uh, um, two two things I want to point out. Uh, I think it was last episode. Um, you you made the comment of uh. When what at what point does Durst get destroyed? Because we were going through like the the like countdown timer. At, did you actually not remember that this is what happens at four thirteen, or were or were you? Was that a bit? I genuinely didn't remember. Okay. Okay. Um, I just wanted to check because like because <laughs> I this is my memory's hazy at this point. Um, I remember things happening, but I don't really remember the order of a lot of them. Okay. Because I I did make the comment of notice that Nepeta wakes up before Aradia actually explodes, mm-hmm. which I was alluding to the fact that Nepeta gets fucking stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had repressed the memory of Nepeta getting violently murdered because it's it's sad. It's so fucked up. The shot of her like laying there, like cowering no. in fear, is so fucked up. No. Um, uh, second thing that I wanted to point out, uh, I made the comment last, last episode that I had no idea the significance of 314, because, uh, at 314, Terezi sees the Doom Dave die and, like, flees the lab, mm-hmm. which is, uh, at that point in time, uh, as we see in this flash, when Vriska kills Tavros, and mm-hmm. we will see the ramifications of of those events happening at the same time a little bit later in one page. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I just really, um, I love the little detail in the flash of like Aradia smiling wider and wider. It was, she realizes what's happening. Yeah. It's good. It, it's good to see her alive. Um, and also like, actually stop jack because the la- her pivotal thing in the in the session was the there were millions of her that failed to stop jack and as soon and she 
she awakens to her new powers and she just effortlessly yeah uh stops him which is like awesome i love her um but yeah uh Vriska killing tavros um feels like and uh it's not it's not the last we're going to hear from him uh but yeah uh, it's it 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 feels right i like it <laughs> um hey man you're going to get the you're going to get the tavros likers in your in your mentions i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> um like i don't know he might be justified in some capacity uh like vriska isn't totally good I, we, I, we've talked a lot about how uh, act five act two vriska still often feels like um manipulative and shitty and untrustworthy yeah but it's it's good to finally put this arc to rest for a couple thousand pages. Yeah. Um, and it it just happens so fast. Uh, Vriska has the courtesy to grant Tavros a swift death, at least. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's what happens in S Wake. Awesome, ten out of ten, love it. Uh, go goes in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but we must we must continue on. Um, the but yes, yeah, this this marks the turning this not the turning point but like, um, this is the it it it, it begins here a lot yeah. of the bloodbath begins as I wrote in my yeah. notes. Yeah, shit is happening on the meteor now. Um, we cut away from, as we go away from the Flash, we cut to, uh, 23 minutes later. <laughs> Why was he falling for that long? Tavros <laughs> fell for 23 minutes before landing, uh, right next to Terezi, who is, uh, sitting on the edge of some, edge of, uh, a cliff, or, I don't know, the meteor must be fucking huge, um, and startles her. Uh, he... He is, he's dead. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> he's extremely dead. Um, but yeah, I, I was thinking about trying to do the math to figure out how long you need to, like, how much distance would be 23 minutes of falling, then I remember that they're not, like, on, we don't know the mass of the meteor, and also, who, who cares? Uh, I just think it's, the, the concept of Tavros falling for over 20 minutes is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So now we move to the, what I mark as the third major component of this reading, which is, uh, Kanaya's conversations with Jade. Um, so we move to Kanaya's perspective. Um, it opens with her viewing Rose the moment before she, before the timeline blacks out. Um, and the scene that we see is a mostly normal as far as normal goes in this comic uh scene of rose uh sitting at her computer surrounded by various hooded amphibians yeah uh chatting with jade um and we see uh, at this point that the timeline just goes black uh the screen literally just fades out uh i have a complaint here which is that we should have just like 
why in all of the times when Kanaya was ominously talking about uh, Rose being unavailable in the future, why didn't we just see this immediately? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I I really feel like the it would have been a, a much more effective or like foreboding plot device if we just saw what happened. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That's my real. That's my uh, real serious negative criticism of this. Is that it just the 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 unknown factor of what would happen to Rose here uh, is a lot more effective, I think, than just Kanaya talking about it. And I wish I wish that it had been the other way around. But yeah, um, Kanaya. Uh, this is the hundred and first time that Kanaya's watched this uh, scene. Um, and in her, con- in her continued confusion over it, she elects to car, to, uh, contact, I almost said car cat. She elects to contact future Jade, uh, in the hopes that she'll squeeze some information out of her, uh, since she sees that Rose is talking to Jade at this point in time. Future Jade is not that cooperative, unfortunately. Um, she is clearly been weathered by the experience of talking through time with uh, Carcat and the other trolls um, and is quite abrasive at this point uh, yeah. at least early on um, I, it's it's hard to tell with this Jade uh, because she seems very nice to Kanaya uh, after she uh, she apologizes for being abrasive at the opening and then but is, is firmly tells her that she's not going to have a conversation right now because she wants to remain... She wants to have some kind of semblance of linearity in her conversation with the trolls, which ironically has led to the trolls being saddled with this obnoxious password system where they have to uh, determine when they can pester uh, Jade. Which, I mean... Understandable. Fair. Fair. And completely respectable. It, it... I think it would be a good system... Yeah, I think it's funny because it essentially just completely reverses the tables on the trolls. Yeah. Um, I I like it. Uh, it it it, it, it yeah. Jade is Jade, Jade's on top of things here. Um, but in the face of not having, not really getting any anything out of this conversation, Kanaya elects to instead uh, contact a past Jade. Um, and the Jade that we see uh, her get in contact with is Jade shortly after the Christmas alchemy binge, um, ascending to the top of her now towering home uh, in the in the iron last suit. Um, and then we get a nice, nice, I would say little, but it's not little conversation between uh, past Jade and Kanaya. Yeah, there's, um, there's a, there's some some interesting info in here. This is, like, probably just word count-wise over half of my notes for this reading, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just start going through them and uh, interrupt me if you have anything you want to say. Yeah. Um, so, first off the bat, uh, Past Jade is a lot more cooperative. Um, the... Kanaya makes hint, more vague hints at a post-Blackout Rose, which Jade knows nothing about. Um, 
Kanai explains uh, kind of their role as a space player. Um, as Stokers of the Forge, uh, saddled with breeding duties. Um, Jade is, uh, understandably, uh, off-put at this hint. I was, um, I was a little bit off-put at some of the wording in here. It, it was just kind of weird. I am too, honestly. Um, I think that one of the, the, the number two quote of this reading, uh, for me is, um, it leads to this great quote, which is, uh, where is it? Um, I didn't mean to alarm you by implying that you were required to wage a great deal of personal procreation over a span of several weeks. Uh, pretty good. I think it's funny. But, yeah. Can I, uh, reassures Jay that what she meant was not, uh, it had to do with cloning and not with, uh, fucking like crazy, which is a weird thing to bring up. I, I, I feel man yeah that's my other criticism of this reading i think is that there was probably a i it, i understand the humor behind it but i feel like it is aged sort of poorly um yeah. it just it just feels out of place now uh because like the prior stuff with Carcat, um and like the shipping chart and all that Felt in character, at least, because Carcat is, like, a bit of a weirdo obsessed with matchmaking. Um, and this just feels like a a poorly placed sex joke. Yeah. I, I feel like that's one of the big conflicting things with Homestuck itself and having Hussey as a writer. Because Hussey's kind of prone to, to put in inappropriate jokes because he's him. And, that's the, that's the sense of humor. Yeah, and with Homestuck, I mean, I, these characters—they're all thirteen, and <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, and I know it's we we've talked before about like sometimes these characters are thirteen and sometimes they are. Char- ageless character who exists to advance the story. Yeah. Um, but it, it, Jade feels pretty 13 here, and Kanaya doesn't really, and it doesn't, sa- it doesn't feel like predatory, it just feels awkward because it comes at a very dissonant time, and yeah. it's just not in character, it just does not seem in character for Kanaya to be like, dancing around this topic to to make it a sex joke for the reader yeah um yeah uh i but i <laughs> i don't mean to alarm your line is pretty good uh i just wish it was employed better elsewhere um can i also like brings up for really <sighs> So, so she brings up, uh, she does say, like, um, it, it sh- let's see, uh, though it should be clear that repopulation is among our duties as well in the long term, which, I, she said, the reason that she says that is to segue into bring up the matriorb, because that's a plot device that is now relevant. Um, but that's the other part of it, it's like, why? Come on. There's, there's got, it is, there's, there's a better way to segue into that. Um, and it's. It's weird and it's too direct. Yeah. Um. 
Man. 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 Anyway. <laughs> um, forg- forging onward. Um, like I said, can I, the reason that can I brings this up is to discuss the matriarch, um, which, uh, is vital because while humans have the capacity to reproduce independently, trolls are dependent on, uh, mother grubs, um, and Kanaya is tasked with hatching the matriarch and raising a mother grub so that the troll species does not die on the meteor. Um, uh, uh, erect livestock, um, horrible phrase, um, can I, she, can I continue to discuss her obligation to raise the mother grub, um, and how she found, she, she found the key to her Silidex entry for the Matri Orb while in the Meteor, which it, I think I think I said it when it was first introduced, but it's probably the most convenient, like, Silidex uh, that that we've like ever had because it's literally just plot convenience. It is it is insane. It is very funny, uh, how outright, how, like, it's so lazy that it's like Chad storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this will become relevant when it is necessary to be relevant. And exactly then. Don't... It, it, whatever. But it is now It is now relevant again. Um... And so Kanaya takes it to mean that it is... It is time to hatch it in, this medi- in, the, in the meteor. Uh... Why not? It's a pretty big place. Um... She's, in, she's insecure about it. Uh, Jade reassures her, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. I, I think... I think that you've got it. Um, it'll be great. Uh, so, Jade uh, steers the topic back on, uh, steers the conversation back on topic and asks about cloning. Um, at the top of the, very top of the tower, um, Dave uh, deploys the cloning equipment. Um, apparently, uh, while it's cold down on the planet, uh, the... At the very top of the tower, just out out of the atmosphere, out of her, Jade's plant's atmosphere, just in the medium, the weather is fine, which again is it, it's such an incredible lamp shading. I have to give it props. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> absolutely like uh yeah, Salt could fly from from Durst to uh his planet. There's there's air out there. It's fine. Um, the cloning equipment, uh, for some reason is tiny, uh, and Kanaya, uh, soon elaborates that what, the, the cloning equipment is not for babies, uh, human infants, but it is for frogs. Um, the, let's see, Kanaya explains, uh, the whole deal with ectobiology and paradox slime, um, the process of uh, uh, purifying the frog first and then going out and catching it later, so it's interrupted in the timeline at some point. Um, so that they get the paradox slime, uh, and explains that Jade must gently guide the evolution of frogs of the frog species uh, to breed the Genesis frog, the ultimate MacGuffin at this point in the story, and that this frog that Jade will create is literally the universe that the goal of the game is to create. Literally. Literally. 
um, Kanaya, uh, hammers it in that in, this is as literal as she can express, that the frog is the new universe. Um, so, yeah, so now we, we understand, we now have a good understanding of what Jade's actual goal in the game is. Um, they spend a lot of, they spend a lot of time talking about the, the actual mechanics of this and the goal um and the the that yes it's the universe and then we get uh and it all kind of uh culminates i think on 3320 which i think is the real interesting meat of this conversation um where in in their conversation uh they can i segues from talking about how yes it is literally the universe to how she means what she says, um, and she begins to bemoan, like, Rose's insincerity and her manner of speaking, and she contrasts Jade's mannerisms, uh, in her being very sincere and doing, always endeavoring to say what, mean what she says and say what she means, uh, and she uses this to kind of bond with her about her, their prospect dreamer background, right? Yeah. Um... Kanaya, uh, reveals that during her childhood, um, she had an encounter out in the desert with Doc Scratch. Uh, there was a, during some sleepless day, uh, she ventured out into the desert and Doc Scratch was there waiting for her, um, and put her to sleep, uh, at which point she awoke on Prospect, um, which is a bit of a big reveal. Yeah, and she also says that he visited a few times after that, even though it was rarely. Uh, which is interesting. Um, and th th there's kind of a trend that's kind of being established that that's showing that Doc Scratch has more involvement with everything that's been going on than we originally believed, mm -hmm. and and it, it 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 calls into question how much influence does he really have with everything that's going on. Yes, the conclusion I think would be lots. Yeah. Um, Kanaya, yeah, she talks about how throughout her childhood she was visited on occasion by Doc Scratch, and she kind of began to see him as a guardianly figure. Um. And and at some point she learned that he had she that she was not the only troll that he had been uh, visiting and influencing. And that she was saddened with the knowledge that her her content her her being placed on Prospect in her eyes was part of uh they had origins in someone's nefarious plan. Um but oh but she does regard her status as a Prospect dreamer and her connection with Skya very highly and she values it a lot. Or she did, uh when when it was available. Um and I think th I think that's really an interesting character moment for Kanaya that she, her, one of the things that we see that she has clung most closely to uh, kind of has this baggage of being uh, of of ha kind of has this baggage, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that it casts uh, her dynamic with Rose in a new light here because Kanaya can see that Rose is talking with. And really trusts and values the guidance of 
someone who has betrayed her more than herself, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I think that that does really cast an interesting light on uh, why on the way that Kanaya has been contacting Rose and her feelings towards the whole situation. Um, because that's that's not an unrelatable situation, right? Yeah. Um, and even though it's in this insane context where the guy who might not be good for you is a omnipotent, omniscient being who is trying to summon an indestructible demon into the world, uh, the experience of one of your friends having another friend who is you know is maybe not the greatest person and that you've had negative experiences with and not being able to dissuade them from that is a very relatable. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it's a, it's, it, I have to commend the narrative for like weaving that into this whole thing. And in the process, uh, I think humanizing Kanaya a lot more, uh, because at, on, after reading this, I kind of identified a lot better with her or like, I could put myself in her head more, and it was like, oh, yeah, geez, that sucks. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um, what else? I, I like that, I like this emergent dynamic between Jade and Kanaya, I think. Um, Kanaya, one of the, one of the rare few trolls who shares Jade's sincerity and commitment to, uh, well, not, obviously, can I been very sarcastic as of late, but she is, she is invested in having legitimate discussions and being open with people, and I like this dynamic between the two of them, because I, I think they bounce off each other very well, and their bonding about being space players and prospect dreamers is, is nice. Yes. <laughs> what do you what do you have to say what do you have to say about this whole thing because there's a lot here um yeah there is a lot here uh i'm i'm mostly just thinking about doc scratch because he's he's becoming a, a haunting figure in this reading and oh yeah when, whenever he becomes involved i don't know man it makes me feel weird i don't like it uh one line in particular that i got caught up on was Kanaya saying, you're lucky that your awakening probably had no such entanglements, and Jade replying, geez, I hope not. Which, uh, we don't really have an explanation as to why Jade woke so early on Prospect. Right. And because Vriska, someone who was involved with Doc Scratch and manipulated by Doc Scratch, uh, use jade as practice for for putting people to sleep with her mind control mm-hmm. uh i wonder if that caused her to wake early on prospect and would by extent make that kind of doc scratch involvement even though we don't have any like evidence that like brisk has been in contact with him recently mm-hmm. uh it's interesting yeah uh, yeah, I guess Riska is a little, it can be kind of seen as a proxy for Doc Scratch in that capacity. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I, I guess I'm more interested here just in Doc Scratch's kind of stand-in for, like, a, a, a shitty guy or, like, an abusive person in your group. Yeah, uh, I think that's the way Doc Scratch is supposed to be meant, read uh, just in general because uh, as, as we get deeper into Homestuck and, and more themes start cropping up, we, we, we'll start to see, like, uh, particularly... Uh, toxic masculinity will crop up <laughs> as as one of the big bads of of the the entire comic, and Doc Scratch is kind of uh kind of a kind of a host for that right now, and yeah yeah it's interesting that yeah, he's gonna stand in for that. And I think that this this isn't the first time that we've kind of seen that right. Um... <sighs> I can't recall exactly, but I remember that there was I, I, there was a conversation that he had with Riska, I think shortly after her introduction, where he came across, like, she was doing very hard, she was trying her best to appear uh, over, over him and, like, all of the influence that he had had and that she was shaking it off. And he was just very confident that, like, no, I have you under my thumb. Yeah. And I, I distinctly recall us talking about it in those terms, like, this is what this feels like. Yeah. And I think that, like, yeah, this is starting to establish that very well for the other characters. Um, but yeah, uh, I, th yeah, I'm liking these conversations that are kind of tying in more the the themes with the actual lore. Or yeah, it it, I think this is the strong suit of the comic for sure. Um, and even though this comic this this conversation starts out in a, an awkward foot with the weird appropriation <laughs> comments i think that by the end of it it turns into a very uh i it, it, it's a very good dynamic between these two characters who i i i, I hate to say it but i i think that the this is a, a character interaction pairing that gets very little attention past this point yeah although i could be wrong oh no yeah. you're you're right there's <laughs> uh, yeah they're, they they talk for a little bit and it's kind of sad because because they it's a good it's a good pairing, com com communication-wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess a weakness, like, if we're going to identify, like, a weakness of the comic relative to, like, the strength, it's that, uh... And I, I guess you could, like, any work of fiction is going to be subject to this, but there are characters who end up kind of falling together to just communicate with each other, mainly. Yeah. And the gl uh, it seems like a theme with our readings that when we get a rare one that uh, is a unique dynamic that we really get it to see, we, I at least tend to like it a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the truth is that the strongest ones ended up just becoming more common. And that the, the reason that those aren't seen very often is they didn't naturally develop as well as the other ones, but it, 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 it makes you understand why people like to write, uh, derivative fiction, uh, der derivative works. Yes. Uh, definitely. exploring things that aren't explored very much in the comic. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that, the fucking behemoth of a conversation. Um, also at the end, uh, what kid troll conversation would be complete without Kanaya giving Jade the idea to use passwords? Uh, and thereby fucking herself over in the previous conversation where she didn't have the password <laughs> to talk to future Jade. Um, 
But yeah, Kanaya signs off uh, and says, I now have to deal with the Matriorb. And we get our second flash of the reading, which is... And our second uh, um, alternative bound walk around, which is uh, Kanaya return to the core. Um, I'm going to assume that you once again uh, yes. read the Viz Media version. Yeah, this, these are our jobs. I did the, I did the, I do it originally and you did the Viz Media version. So I'm going to pass it off to you to go through the Viz Media experience um and uh i'll interrupt if i see fit all right so in in the viz media version of this it is it is a video it's it's a 17 minute long video it is a video yeah it's it's, a, oh. it, yeah it's a video uh so we don't get the 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 thing like we had in the the past car cat wake up one where it, it shows it's like click a dialogue option and all that it it's just a video they're getting um, lazier. Yeah, they did. They did, they, <laughs> they did pass car cat wake up. They were like, "Fuck, that was, that was too much work." That was a whole day of work. <laughs> Man, this dang homestuck thing is taking up too much time. Maybe we'll just drop it. Uh, <laughs> One of us needs to download all the open bound flashes before we get there because those pro- like, if this is any indication. Yeah. Um. So the flash starts out. We 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 pick up with. Uh, Terezi, we, we don't start off with Kanaya. We, oh, we, you're right. We start off with Terezi uh, just after seeing uh, Doom Dave get killed and running away to wherever. Well, running away to that platform where she was sitting at, where she will later see Tavros' corpse. Um, and then we pick up control of Kanaya. Uh, Kanaya takes the Matriorb uh, and then Viz Media decided to talk to Feffrey and Solix first. Uh, they are the closest. They are the closest. Save some time. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're talking about feelings. Wow, isn't that cute? <laughs> uh, Solix is is more depressed now, now that Aradia has exploded. Um... I think that's like the only thing I got out of the the Solix and Feffery conversation. Solix kind of kind of <laughs> pops off uh, yeah. about, about about Kanaya being there during em- emotions time, uh, and so whoever's playing the game walks over to Karkat. Uh, Karkat wants Kanaya to stay in in the computer room. Uh, he 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 is not liking the idea of Kanaya going off to the core. Because everyone's gone. For some reason, everyone is in different places, and it's stressing him the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, Karkat's not liking the password thing with Jade. Uh, Kanaya brings up uh, Karkat and Terezi having a thing. And Karkat does not handle it well. It's so awkward. And... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he thinks that uh, Terezi is trying to spite him by talking to Dave. And so he is in return trying to spite her by talking to Jade. Yep. Yeah. Um, weird relationship <laughs> shit. Come on, Carcat. You're, you're supposed to be the Quadrants guy. You're being you're being weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> being the weird little nerd. Um... Yeah, Kanaya has a great uh, line where she she's like, 
Um, did did it even cross your mind that she wasn't uh that she was being sincere about this? Because Carcat uh they uh assume like during his rant he he pops off and he's like she was pretending to be upset and Kanaya's like have you not considered that other people can be genuine about their feelings? Which yeah. is Kanaya can be good. Yeah. Um. um uh, whoa, whoa, I, I, you were also oh. going to skip over the the best line, the the best Carcat line ever. I'm sorry, I, I I didn't write down any lines because when I, when I do these, I just try, I just kind of do bullet points to like save space because like as is, I have like a half a page of notes of mm-hmm. just like things that happen and broad things that are talked about. So what line Car- did I miss? Carcat uh, uses squirreling as a, a verb, oh. and when Kanaya expresses confusion, Carcat elaborates, squirrel is the human word for nut creature. <laughs> Good line. Good. <laughs> All-timer. Hall of Famer. Man. Uh, and so after that, uh, I should mention that, like, at, uh, between the conversations, the person playing did go around and, like, interact with the objects, and it did kind of establish this... Man, this room's fucking empty. Where is everybody? Yeah. Uh, Kanaya then tries to leave, and and Aridin <laughs> fucking man, he appears. He not he knocks First onto the scene. He he knocks Kanaya over, knocks the matriarch out of her hands. Um, and then they talk. Uh, Aridin uh like thanks Kanaya. For, for teaching him in, in the sciences with, with the wand. And <laughs> he's so weird about it. Uh, Aridan continues to be Aridan. He's the best at being Aridan. It's really something. Um, we, we get a lot of allusions to, to Aridan's uh, class spect as, as the Prince of Hope. And this is probably like one of the first th- this this and everything that happens after this is probably one of the first instances where it's like really easy to like get a reading on like what a particular class spec is. Um he he specifically says that the matriorb is pretty hopeful. Uh he acknowledges that it it is a symbol of hope for for trolls. Um He then Talks to Carcat. Uh, do you have anything to add from his conversation with Kanaya? Um, not really. Okay. Uh, he's yeah. He's he's fairly into his his uh his class spect. Yeah. At this point. Um, he then talks to Carcat. Uh, in, in which Aridan that talks about how he had the hardest time out of all all the trolls <laughs> <laughs> because um. Because he, he, he made his planet a, a living fucking hellhole by killing angels, which Karkat says that they probably weren't supposed to be killed because they're, they, they were pretty obviously game constructs because they didn't they didn't have any grist, and he just kept killing them and <laughs> made his planet a complete shithole. It, it is extremely funny that Aridan just attempt, like began just murdering NPCs. And it's so just... fucked up. Really, in really like in microcosm, just Aridan making everything harder on himself than it needs to be by by being a shithead. Yeah. Um, and him killing the angels is 
is another allusion to to his class aspect as as the prince of hope because the angels in 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 homestead we'll see them later we're we're not done with the angels we'll get more of them uh they are basically like hope incarnate they they are manifestations of hope itself and it it says a lot that 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 Aridin reacted by killing them uh being the prince um yeah the the various classes all have a it's not really explored at this point uh but the various classes all have some kind of different relationship with the aspect yes uh and prince is one that one of the more important ones yeah uh considering we're going to really get into it when with everything that happens after this i think it's safe to go ahead and say uh the prince the the prince class uh they they function as destroyers of their aspect. So Aridin exists to destroy hope. And and we'll really get to see that after this. But um something else from the the conversation with Karkat is we get the first real like Nepeta liking Karkat seed. I, I don't remember it ever coming up before. But, I think that there was a little bit when she was introduced um, of her putting up with Karkat's continued abuse of her because she likes him. Yeah. Um, Nepcat uh, was a big ship back in the day. Uh, <laughs> it is funny how big it was, considering that we have now essentially seen it in its entirety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that... It That's... was called yeah. It was called Catnap, which I think is one of the only reasons it was popular. Was it had a cute name? Yeah. Uh, and that's basically it for the conversation with Carcat. Unless you have anything else that I skimmed over. I want to call out that um, even we've just established that Carcat uh, com- like was was being a breakup lord and imprinted like his own idea of what happened with Terezi onto that recent events but even in his uh even at his lowest point here he is able to call out Aaron incorrectly for reducing uh Nepeta to being the the annoying ship cat girl yeah i, I really like that little bit where Aaron just gets called out like i i, I think carcat says something like she's about, a person yeah she's a person <laughs> with feelings great great job carcat Mm-hmm. Great job. We have like the 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 step ladder of misogyny, and Aridan is just at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I have for that conversation. Um. Oh, oh, there was one other thing that that Karkat said, and he said that the only well, I don't I don't remember, I, I didn't write down if Karkat said it or if Aridan said it, but the only time that Aridan ever ever left his planet was to have a duel with Solix. Yeah. And he lost. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. And speaking of Solix, uh, Aridan then walks over and speaks to Feffrey and Solix. Uh, we get some more cringe shit with with his interactions with Feferi. He com- he cannot act normal when Feffrey's involved at all. Absolutely not. Um, Aridan reveals uh, that, that he is not going to fight jack 
wait, wait. Um, oh. the the funny thing about this conversation uh, at the start of it that you that uh, is, um, he starts at like Solix makes fun of him, to which Aridan like kind of lashes back and says like I'm over it. I'm over. Before like I'm over you. I don't care about you. Like we're done. Yeah. And then immediately starts begging her to to join him because they belong together. Yeah, it's mm. thanks, Aridan. <laughs> Great, great, great work. Um, uh, the bit, the big reveal in this conversation is that Aridan has no intention of of fighting Jack, uh, because the the angels on on his planet uh, foretold of a Lord of all angels, and uh, he thinks that it's Jack. I think, uh, but Jack kind of scares him, and he's basically just gonna go be like a a servant of jack and he wants feffery to come with him yeah and, he intends to ally, ally himself with the strongest with the with the winning side yeah and uh solix and feffery decide that they now have to stop eridan and then they have a duel solix resolves to kill him um that's it yeah. I, I didn't i don't think i missed anything else yeah i think you got it all um you got uh, both sides of the Kanaya conversation with Karkat. Um, I think you neglected to mention, they may not, might not have shown this, is, is that after you talk to Feffrey and Solix as Kanaya, uh, you can see the little white pester bubble pop up over Kanaya's computer, um, but you can't interact with it with any, as any of the characters you can play as. Okay. I think yes, they just sir. walked away from it. <laughs> um... Uh, Karkat, when you play as Karkat, also you can uh, go over and talk to Feffrey and Solix, um, which has one of my favorite little pieces of the Karkat Solix friendship characterization in it as well, which is that um, uh, Feffrey, when Karkat approaches them, Feffrey is like, hey, you want to come in here and talk about your feelings? And Karkat says, I don't give a fuck, uh, to which Solix responds, KK, you are a true friend. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Which is great. Uh, also, during that conversation, um, Karkat pointedly uh, asked, Hey, have either of you guys seen Gamzee? I don't know where he is. Man. Where's Gamzee? Where is Gamzee? But yeah, I think that that, that covers that flash. Um, yeah. The, the fight at the end also is the... the, the in, in like the Scott Pilgrim sprite style, which, again, I think is... Uh, not like like not like one to one, but I think it's pretty appropriate, um, and a funny use of that sprite stylization. Yeah. Considering the entire dynamic of the three. Uh, but yeah. Um. And then. The f- and then we get a sequence. Yes. Uh, a, a sequence of pages, which is it's it it's one of the few times uh thus far where we get, like, a very long string of images that don't have, like, any narration. And things happen. Yes, we get some good old-fashioned comic action. Um, so I guess, uh, the, in summation, um, Aridin overpowers Solux in their duel, uh, knocking him out, slamming him to the wall. Um, Feferi, uh, in anger, turns to him, uh, at which point he murders her rather unceremoniously. Um, 
turns to Kanaya, destroys the matriarch with his wand, uh, murders her as she charges at him, and uh, there's a little uh, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff uh, link with the Are You Next comic. Um, Man. Yeah. This... <laughs> as inappropriate as it feels to talk about Super and Hella Jeff at this at this juncture, um, I this is a very classy example of uh Sweeper and Hella Jeff foreshadowing. Yeah. Because that comic came out uh near the end of December, and this update that this happened was near the end of January. Um so there's that. But yeah, Aridin leaves. Uh, he transportalizes the parts unknown. At which point it turns to Carcat, reminds it that Carcat has been standing here watching this whole thing. Uh, and poor Carcat is horrified. Um, he, he is quite troubled by Kanaya's death, um, and less so by Feferi's, which is a, it's a little bit bizarre. Uh, man, uh, it was, it was, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Uh, when 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 you made a reference to what I said a few ep- for a, a couple a good many episodes ago, uh, when I said Feffrey's enti- entire existence in this in this comic is she says three slurs and then dies, so the arc is complete. The arc is complete. The countdown started the second she said the third slur. <laughs> it really did, didn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The. Characters are, like, dying now. Like, for real dying. Um, we didn't... Uh, yeah. Like, we kind of glazed it, like glazed over that real quick, because we both have experience with Act 5, Act 2. Um, but now that both of the 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 uh, moons are dead, or the, the planets are have been destroyed, um, for most of the characters, this is all they have left. Yeah. Uh, and Tavros Feferi... And Tavros and Feferi, at least, have bit it. Um, and Kanaya, um, for the time being, uh, has also bit it. Uh, but she'll come back a lot sooner than the other two will. Um, spoilers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> come on, guys. You thought that all the vampire theming was a joke? No. Um, but yeah. So Aridin leaves. Car- yeah, Karkat is horrified by the events. Um, I he's he's relieved that Solix has been knocked out and not killed. Um, he's he's got a friend still. Good. And then uh, in the 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 final occurrence of of this reading, uh, Karkat first he investigates Kanaya's PC that has had that uh Doc Scratch is messaging. Um. Dark Scratch leaves him a brief message saying he dresses up as Mr. Vantis, which is very funny to me first. And then says, I'm going to impart to you a bit of advice. Um, don't turn your back on the body, which uh, is ominous to say the least. Um, Karkat turns around to inspect the scene that he's just turned his back on. Sees nothing has changed, but that Gamzee is pestering him from his computer. I, I just want to say the <laughs> the... Kanaya just laying there looks really funny. Tragic. I I don't know what it is. It's just the way it's drawn. She just looks really funny laying there. 
I mean, I gotta take a look at this. I don't know if I agree, but... I, th- <laughs> I, I think it's just how, like, minimal she is. Like... <laughs> she is kind of just... Okay, okay, yeah, she is kind of just lying there. Um, among the scattered, uh, toys and unicycle. But yeah, um... Toys? What is that? Uh, Are you referring the, the to the ashes thing? of the matriorb directly next no, to No, 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 what's the red thing? What's the red thing? That, that's, uh, Terezi's, um, like, hooded dragon thing. Okay, and the the purple things, I'm... Those are Tavros's cards. Yeah, those are toys. Um, the... <laughs> I was gonna say the, the chunks of the matriarch. But yes, Gamzee. Gam- yeah. Gamzee has left Karkat a message. He's not left Karkat a message. He is here messaging him live. Yes. Um, and he has... Quite some things to say. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Um, now, if we want to call anything a turning point, this is a turning point. Um, Gamzee, evidently, in his sobriety, has come to terms with his ancestry and his destiny, uh, like Aradin, as Aradin has discussed before. And he has recalled... Um, that his uh bloodline uh can be traced is, is he is a, he is a part of the, he is a member of the subjugators the elite class of land dwellers who and 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 as part of his his heritage he has decided that his destiny is to murder all of the other trolls and is quite scary uh he has abandoned any pretense of friendship with Karkat. Uh, he has sworn off the drugs that have kept him sedated his whole life, and he is uh, not doing good. Or, I guess, he's doing better than he has this whole time, but not good for anybody else. Yeah, the the line that he says, uh, I finally got my motherfucking understand on to who the mirthful messiahs are. They were always both me, and also motherfucking me. Um, to, <laughs> G- Gamzee sobering up off the slime... And and realizing that he is his own gods is fucked up. <laughs> this man It's a little insane. This man is off the shits. It's it's over. It's it's done. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Um the, we we now have a little bit of context for that little flash we got. Uh that that little glimpse we got at a a, a blood soaked Gamzee regarding the creation of Jade Sprite. Um, Karkat is... Karkat... The, the, the sad thing here is that Karkat understands exactly what is going on. Yeah. Um, and is, is, is pleading with him and is upset. Like, he knows exactly... He knows that this was inevitable and that, uh... Or not... Yeah. It, it is given credence by Karkat's reaction being like, oh god, why is this happening? Like, oh, yeah. It's a little bit fucked up. Like, he starts trying to bargain with him to get him back on the Soper slime to sedate him again, which is the... that, that Yeah, I think that's what lends it the most credence. Yeah. 
Um, Gamzy is a murder clown now. Great. And it's all Dave's fault. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> um, can we talk about Gamzy discourse? I think we should talk about Gamzy discourse in relation to this a little bit. Okay. Um, because we hinted at it before, uh, and it is elaborated on more later because Gamzy is a curse we are not freed of for a hot minute. Um, but the, the concept of Gamzee being, like, genetically predisposed to being, like, this insane psycho murderer and the whole, the drugs and all that doing more to stop him from fulfilling that than to encourage him to be a shitty friend or whatever is a strange angle for a character and it is one that has been brought up and discussed and discussed and discussed for years especially in relation to other characters like Vriska who seemingly have more agency in their actions uh and I was I was wondering if you had any thoughts on this concept of of what Gamzee is revealed to be um I do have thoughts, but so, some of my thoughts are kind of barred behind, like, later events in the comic that kind of elaborate on Gamzee. Uh-huh. And I think as it stands, um, I don't think that it's – he's genetically predisposed – word. You know the word. I'm not going to try to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it's that. I think it's stemming more from his religious beliefs. Um, okay. Because uh, we we do get more elaborations on uh, the 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 different castes in troll society in in games like uh, Friend Sam, where we see other other trolls share the same blood color but aren't like complete psychopaths and aren't <laughs> on uh soap or slime or anything they're just uh normal worshippers of the mirthful messiahs and i don't know i i i i feel like Gamzee's just naturally fucked up just by being Gamzee and ha- doesn't have anything to do with his blood. Uh, but also the fact that his religious figures were 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 handed to him in 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 the form of a a human Earth music video. <laughs> uh, that's probably fucked him up beyond disrepair. Just on top of him being Gamzee because there, there's been some like hussy talk that that's in like the the notes I think I think they've been like talked about around this point that like I think that we're I think that we're out of notes at least in the ex- the, the browser extension has stopped okay showing them okay at some point uh hussy talks about Gamzee just being a bad person and 
the soper slime just kind of sedating him. Like, it's it doesn't have to do with, like, blood. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's genetic or anything. I mean, the, the thing that leads me to point to that is uh, Aridin's previous comments on ancestry and having a... Ha- having an ancestor that you are in some way fated to fall in the footsteps of. Yes. And Gamzee specifically uh, citing the subjugators who are the the violent, uh, murderous class of trolls that, that share his blood color. Yes, but there is a specific... Uh, we're going to get to the ancestors in, in a few <laughs> hundred pages, and it'll be easier to talk about Gamzee's actions right now in relation to, like, following in the foots of an ancestor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. The, I, I can see, like, all of this being, like, read, like, really badly. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there are easier explanations that are in comic that come later, though. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I was interested, I mentioned breaching the topic of Gamzee's drug habit as well, because I'm, I believe that it, before when we talked about Vriska mostly, um, that it, 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 it's a common talking point, um, to bring up, uh, like, to compare her to Gamzee and his whole thing. Yeah. Um... And I was wondering if you had anything in the vein of that to say, or if you just, or if you don't think it's worth it. Um, not yet. But, okay. Ask me during, like, Act (laughs) 6. Okay. We'll have plenty to talk about in Act 6. But, yeah. Um, Gamzee's mask off now. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I, yeah. Just as a base, I think that it's a, um quite the move to have a character whose drug habit was served as a sedative to to protect others around them from their insane murderous nature yeah. uh because c- overall um i i don't think i think that it sticks that uh the drugs were not responsible for this this is this is Gamzee being Gamzee. Yeah. Uh, like a a a completely sober Gamzee from from a young age would develop into this, regardless. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's it. Uh, Karkat is fucking scared. And and he he should be. Yeah. Because because boy howdy does Gamzee go real mask off next reading. <laughs> Yeah, uh, tune in next time for more Gamzee, I guess. It's gonna be um, interesting. It's gonna be really interesting. Don't you... Uh, okay, this is horror. Like, don't you love that you can say, like, oh, tune in for more Gamzee, it'll be interesting, as opposed to Hivebent Gamzee, who is just a fucking asshole? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God Gamzee is now a murderous psychopath. <laughs> But yeah, um, that that's our reading for this week. Uh, all yeah. in all, yeah, we, we, that was a lot. It, we, it's happening. I keep saying that it's happening, but it's happening even more now. 
It's happening even more now. How many pages until the end of Act 5? Um, um, Act 5 ends around, like, 4,000 and, like, 50, I think? Something like that? Uh, a little bit more 4, than... 4,100. 4,100. Okay, okay. So we got, we got a ways to go. Uh, it's we got a, ways a lot of action. It's, it's a ways to go, but it's, it's like... It's a lot of action. It's just a few more episodes. It's <laughs> yeah, just a few more. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you got lined up for us uh, next time? Uh, we're going to be reading to 3463. A little bit over uh, 100. <laughs> These are getting like smaller and smaller. <laughs> but we have to, because there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Um... Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I really just let you, I really just asked for the page rate super early, um, before asking if you had any closing comments on this whole reading altogether. Um, besides, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> um, I like this reading. I, I, I liked it a lot. This is one of my favorites in a while, I think. I, I, I think we can finally have the real debate of, is Megalovania a Vriska song, or is it an Aradia song? It's an Aradius song. Um, the, I'm sorry. It just be- it, it it it's hers. I don't know, man. It might be a Briska song. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> but it, it, but but given that it plays uh w- during uh at, at the the peak of her arc up to this point. Uh, like, a, a giant, um, moment of victory for her as a character. I'm going to say that it's her. And you could say that, that it's the same for Vriska. Um, but I think that the, that Vriska killing Tavros is more of, um, it's put, it's putting uh, other events behind her so that she can move on to greater heights, uh, soon instead of, uh, her, well, Shit, I just kind of taught myself. I just kind of want myself to a corner because that's exactly what happens with both of them. Um, but ugh, fuck, uh, I'm better at arguing your position than you are. Um, I don't know. I say it's a it's an Aradia song because I like Aradia. I I say it's a Vriska song because when Toby submitted it to to be on the 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 official music list, he's the 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 track art is Vriska. Toby Fox no longer a friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Status revoked. <laughs> Where are my Aradia likers at? Come on. But yeah, um, I don't. I don't. I think I've said everything I want to say about this. Yeah, um, I, I think. I think. I think that covers it. Okay. Uh. So. Just, just to be sure, uh, next next week we will be covering thirty three sixty to thirty four sixty three. Yes. Okay, nice. One hundred and two pa- hundred and three pages. It's gonna get interesting. We're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna see some wacky things happen. We're going clown mode. We're becoming Jokerified. <laughs> Remind me, remind me to remind you to make the next to to make the next episode title AHP becomes Jokerified or something in that vein. Okay, I I will, going, I will remember. We're going clown mode. Fuck um, it, Gamzy time.
Yes. Okay. It's it. It, it is in itself. It is. It is so Jokerified that we are looking forward to Gamzee content. I can't believe this. We've fallen so far. Anyway, maybe Gamzee is the real S tier. Maybe no. <laughs> maybe Gamzee really is the most important character in Homestuck. Maybe Hussey was right. Who knows? We'll see about that next. We'll week. see. We'll see about that next week. Uh, okay, take us out. We're meandering. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. Um, I am Aiden. I'm John. Uh, you've been listening to the, um, what is it? October 19th, 2020 episode of a Homestuck podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking <laughs> around across our brief hiatus. Um, I want to give a giant shout out to all of our listeners. Um, yeah, th- th- thank you for listening to us babble about random shit every week, uh, more or less. Um, giant thank you to alex uh our our lovely editor for making everything that we do possible here um and uh we will catch you again next week uh when we read through page 3463 um uh bye-bye i guess bye peace Крадет